0: November 11th in Canada is known as Remembrance Day, the day when many Canadians take time to honour military veterans of current and past wars. November 9th is Peace Sunday in many Mennonite congregations, a day when worshippers focus on building a world without war. But a story that's seldom told in popular culture is the history of conscientious subjection to military service. In some countries, conscientious objectors are often called COs and they may receive alternative civilian service assignments or be sent to war in non-combative roles. In Canada, various forms and degrees of conscientious objection have been in place since 1793. But Canadians have not had to exercise this right since the Second World War. In much of the rest of the world, conscientious objection is not an option. In South Korea, conscientious objection means a two-year prison term. At age 28, Sang Min Lee has begun serving a two-year prison term for refusing to participate in military service in South Korea. Joining me in the studio today is Jay Young Lee, Sang Min's friend and fellow church member at Grace and Peace Mennonite Church in Seoul. Jay has completed his time of military training and service in South Korea, but now embraces conscientious objection. Welcome to the Church Matters studio, and welcome back to Canada, Jay. Thank you. It's good to be back. Jay, you have already served your time in military training in South Korea. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose that route instead of alternative service? Well, when I grew up, um, everybody went to
1: military service, and even my home church, it was one of the routine, and... All my family members, I grew up hearing parents from uncles um, going to military has no uh, any
0: problems. So military service in South Korea was not at variance with your faith background at all? No. In fact, mainstream
1: churches are strongly encouraging their young believers to join the military, um, bless them and serve for country, it's same as uh, serving God. That kind of theology is very strong.
0: So what was your military training like?
1: Um, Somehow I became interested in uh, joining more tougher unit as man. Um, So I voluntarily joined the Marine and in Korea, uh, Marine is the only military unit that you volunteer to join. So I joined with uh, my own choice. And um, I thought it was helpful for my life in many ways. Physically, uh, psychologically, emotionally, I want to get stronger man or tougher man. So I went to military with the great expectations. But when I entered and experienced the military training, uh, it totally became different stories. It's not beautiful as I expected. Uh, In fact, there are a lot of violence among soldiers, especially the people uh, higher than me. So, at the beginning, for first couple months, uh, it was really culture shock that uh, I have to adjust in the new lifestyle in military. And there were two soldiers in our unit commit a suicide because of this harsh lifestyle or some verbal physical violence that happened uh, among soldiers. So, yeah, it was. Uh, it was quite a difficult time um, if I think about that now tell me how you got to know sang min Lee uh, sang Min came to our church about five six years ago um, and he got to know our church through his friend and I remember that uh, the first day he introduced himself he said uh, um, I was looking for a church that understand what I'm trying to do. And um, he said, I am seriously considering uh, refusing military service. Uh, I want to be CO. And because we are one of few Mennonite churches in Korea, people welcomed him. And uh, uh, I, I think he or us, we didn't have really the uh, full understanding of what SEO meant to in Korea at that time, so we just wanted to help him in whatever way that we we could. So that was the kind of first encounter, and then he spent uh, more times with us. Um, there's a times that we can uh, we we could feel that he he is a deep um, struggle because he, he's just losing his weight. And um, we want him to share, and uh, before he shared a lot, but then certain point he was like, uh, he wanted to say something, but he kind of closed down. And uh, we didn't want to push him much, but we knew and felt that uh, he had a really like, challenge in front of him. And, um, one time, uh, we heard that his grandfather passed away. So we went to the funeral after church. And uh, in Korean culture, in the funeral house, or hospital where the funeral is happening, there are many like uh, big standing flowers uh, with the names that who, who do, uh, donate this flower in remembrance of the person who passed away. And I saw many names of generals that says so-and-so military units, general. So So I was really surprised that his family is very military family. And I asked Sangmin in the funeral, and he said, uh, yes, my grandfather in my mother's side, uh, he was general, quite high rank general. My uncles, two uncles are in the military and just finished military, uh, but they were also general. His father was uh, a Korean Air Force pilot, and now he's a pilot for the uh, just company, but so he actually grew up in the military environment, um, the soldiers' apartments, and that's where he spent most of his uh,
0: youth Given Sang-min's background then, it must have been quite a tough decision to say no to military training. Yeah,
1: I think it's it's harder for him to say no to his family than uh, the state because no one could understand or even support or even think about this option Um, and knowing his background, I was surprised. And I was wondering where this idea of rejecting military service and going to jail came to him. And uh, he said uh, one day he was reading a Christian magazine and he read about uh, this young man who refused military service and uh, go to jail because of his faith. And it kind of, uh, I think, struck him that why he is same Christian, I think in that way. So he started having this question. And then I think his idea of conscious objection is kind of developed from that moment. And so he started to reading more books and meeting people and asking questions. And uh, he didn't know much about Mennonite or Christian pacifist. But I think he, I think it's just God's work that gives that heart in his mind. Yeah, so he, he struggled uh, a lot, um, even until the last minutes that he couldn't say that to his father. I knew that he told his mother a while ago, and my, uh, my understanding is uh, his mother tried to ignore So she didn't bring actually that discussion into table. He always say, okay, okay. And hoping that he will give up someday. In fact, uh, he and his mother visited our home. We invite them for dinner. Because I just want to have a dialogue. And his mother said, "Um, I think there's something very wrong in his theology. And every Christian in our country had no problem to go to military service.
0: And we should say for our listeners, in, in South Korea, the Christian mainstream church is a large and popular presence, right? It's
1: yeah. Most of, uh, I I don't know the exact uh, numbers, but Christianity by um, society is recognizing one of the most active and visible presence. And, uh, at least Catholic and Protestant together, at least uh, 35% are mm-hmm.
0: Christians. 35%. Yeah. So Sangmin Lee's uh, mother and him are visiting, and, and, and she says there's something wrong with his theology. Because yeah.
1: Yeah. why is it bothered? Why going to church and going to military cannot go together? She couldn't understand. So she said one day she invited her church friends to home to talk to Sangmin. And of course sang had some discussion but then there's always that parts that cannot go across. It's just parallel. So she thought that she had some wrong theology that all over the world military, only militarism Christian faith it's always been together. What's wrong with this? And I understood what she was making, uh, you know, the statement, and uh, I can tell that her struggle because I think for her it's also very personal, guilty toward uh, her family, which is very military family. Some sense that she hasn't raised her son properly. Not properly, or not patriotically, or. A lot of visions that she felt scared about this reality that her son now saying, I don't want to go to military service. Another fact in Korea, it's, I think it's very unique in Korea, is that Korean churches grew up rapidly in 60s, 70s, 80s, even you know uh, until 2000. Very rapidly growth uh, under the, I would say, protection of the government. And the common ground that they, they uh, link together is the anti-communism. So the governments to put the anti-communism as the number one uh, policy. Church, as long as they provide the dialogue that makes sense to this, I think that's a great uh, marriage. Mm. And for Korean churches, in, back in uh, twenties thirties uh, in the 40s at that time, Pyongyang was the quite a Christian city. And all the missionaries, or first the seminaries, or churches all formed in the Pyongyang area. So Pyongyang was known as a Bethlehem in North East Asia or East Asia. Mm-hmm. But then the communist party came into the power. They had to flee down to south. So from their church history, uh, there is a strong uh, anti-communism uh, from from that uh, part of the history. So those who settled in South Korea from Pyongyang, they become the church leaders later. So uh, it's very natural for them to have this personal feeling against a communism f- uh, beside the theology.
0: So as is often the case then, uh, um, religion is a servant to politics.
1: Yeah, definitely. In that context, it was hard for Sangmin's mother to understand the Sangmin's mm. position on con- uh, conscious objection.
0: Must have been even harder for his father, a, a retired Air Force pilot.
1: Yeah. Um, finally, after this long struggle of, I think, seven years that he couldn't tell to father, because he knew that the father would not accepted at all, and it would cause a lot of trouble and um, burden for mother. So sang was struggling how to bring this out, then one day he decided to talk to him, and as soon as he heard, he left. He didn't want to hear anymore, he left. I think there's another reason that the conscious objection is uh, not welcomed by churches or Christians. Is that um, all over the world there's about uh, 600 something numbers of uh, conscious objectors in jail in our time now. And almost 96% are South Koreans. And most of them who are in jail because of their conscious objection uh, status in South Korea are Jobas witness. So for mainstream churches, allowing alternative service due to their uh, faith, it's encouraging more young people joining Joba's witness, which is known as a cult in in Korean uh, Mm. society. So there's two main regions, not only from states, but also from this church uh, context. So I think that's why they felt that uh, their son is deciding this, and it's something very wrong with it. So he is,
0: perhaps his parents were identifying him with the Jehovah's Witness? I think they knew that he was
1: not, but something similar to mm. that you know, group mm. of people.
0: Now you've had the opportunity to visit Sangmin in prison. Is he experiencing any mistreatment as a result of his CO status? Actually,
1: more biases coming from society than the, among the inmates. Uh, because uh, Joba's witness has uh, been refusing military service for a long time, and they served in the prison instead of an army. Uh, they were known as a. Uh, nice people like of course they came without any harming others not they're not problem prisoners (laughs) so actually in prison the ceos were welcomed because they behaved good Um, they listened well to the guards and other inmates so when i visited him uh, about two months ago he looked a lighter in his spirit Mm. Because the all the struggle is now past. He's anyway in living in prison. Mm-hmm. So I think he felt much lighter than the the heavy feeling that he had uh, before he entered.
0: How is his relationship with his parents now that he's told them and he's serving in prison? I invite his father and mother joined
1: with my family to visit him because it was a special visit uh that uh, you don't see the inmates through the bars, but mm-hmm. you meet in the room about half hour. Um, I arranged that through my friends who work in the prison system, so that I thought that was a good chance to bring the parents in. So we went there together. It was first time for me to meet uh, his father, and uh, when I asked him, uh, is it your first time to visit and I said, no, I came a couple of times. So, you know, as a father, as a mother, um, you can't deny that this is not my son. I think there is a blood thing mm. stronger than the ism or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that surprised me and we met together, Sangmin, and we, we had a casual conversation and uh, as I said, Sangmin's spirit much uh, brighter. Um, I'm not saying that living in prison is good life, <laughs> right? but to me, the seven-year struggle uh, was too heavy to bear for him, and they just there now, and everybody accept the reality. I think it's much easier for them to communicate. Mm-hmm. So at the end, everybody gave him hug. And in Korean culture, fathers usually don't express their love to children. But he hugged him a uh, few minutes, few seconds—I don't know—I feel like a long—and then take care of, and I'll try to come back.
0: So, in that setting, uh, choosing a CO status must be a very courageous decision in, in light of how society, Korean society in general, views patriotism and military service.
1: Yeah, it's not welcomed because uh, we have this uh, daily tension, uh, military confrontation with the North and South Korea. And we sometimes hear there's small uh, little uh, shooting or combat um, incidents in the border lines. Uh, it didn't really go far, but whenever we heard this, there's always like tension. And it's been six decades. So it's always part of the lives of South and North Koreans. In that circumstance, somebody who's saying, I don't want a military service because this is against my faith. But then the many questions come after him would be, you don't want to leave this country? If you refuse, everybody refuses, who's gonna protect us? You know? The same the stories, what mm. if the fear based stories keep coming? And your faith is free as long as it's under the national security.
0: If today, Jay, you had to choose between military service or a prison sentence, which would it be? That would be a hard question, but I think
1: I would choose uh, prison if that becomes my issue now.
0: Thanks very much, Jay, for coming into the studio and sharing Sang Min's story with our listeners. And I wish you all the best in your work and ministry in South Korea. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me here.
0: I'd be delighted to hear from you about what you're hearing on Church Matters. And I welcome your feedback or your ideas for topics and themes we should cover. Dash off your email to Matters at MennoniteChurch.ca. Church Matters is a monthly program, and we're delighted to be nearing our 100th episode. To help keep us on the airwaves, we'd be thrilled to receive even a small donation. Any amount is welcome. You can give by phone at 1-866-888-6785 or you can visit MennoniteChurch.ca and click on the donate link. I'm your host, Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped, and sent to be the church in the world today. Thanks for listening.
1: As you go out from here